yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Pelicans in the Tennessee, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that mean a lot for other franchises, but I know uh, it mean a lot for mine right now. <laughs> um, all right, so look, um, I'm gonna get. I got, I'm gonna do this a little different because this show um, is uh, it's Aaron. Someone's is gonna help. She's gonna help co-host, and we is pretty much dedicated to all of uh, our women Pelicans fans that we have supporters. You know, with media aspirations, people doesn't want to talk about a team, talk about the city, uh, and I'll go into like the thoughts about that. Uh, a little bit later in about five minutes, but I did tell this guy, Ty, that I would let him, that I would let him speak because he seemed a little, a little dejected. So hold on. Ty, I'm a man of my word, man. You up here, man. What's good? Yo, what's up? Uh, this means a lot to actually even be in this space. So good day, everybody. I'm from Australia, so means a lot, you know? Kins are finally the 10th seed. <laughs> I know, I feel kind of flabbergasted, but um, I just want to mention something real quick on how impressed I am with Herb Jones. And I definitely can tell that everybody can preach this. I had no clue who Herb Jones is. And as someone who's from Australia, it's a lot harder to watch college basketball. I can't keep up with it. It's like very hard to just find streams like that. So when I saw Herb Jones claim Trey Young, so sorry. Um, Come on, Ty. You can't you can't have people yelling at you in the background, man. Come on now. That's my mom. That's why. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So um, when Herb Jones guarded Trey Young, I remember it was his first start. I was like, who is this guy? I went to search it up and I was like, he's a DPOY in college and stuff. I was like, okay. And I was <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch out for Herb Jones because he showed me potential. And since then, I swear, all I've been preaching in every space I'm in is Herb Jones is a top five rookie and everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. I'm saying why? Answer me why Herb Jones isn't a top five rookie. Can you answer that, Chris? Um... I mean, look. Um, off of off the of top of my head, I I definitely think he has a he has an argument. Um, I I can't say that I've sat down and watched each rookie that we would be talking about outside of Herb to really give you like a fair, um, you know, fair and even analysis. And I don't want to do them no just like I don't want to do them wrong the same way. If I jump into a magic, you know, a magic spaces and they're saying, you know, uh, who the hell is Herb Jones, right? So I mean. I mean, off the top of my head, you know, we talking Mobley, Giddy. Uh, I'm I'm assuming Cade, Wagner, in Orlando, and I'm more than sure that I'm missing that I'm missing a, a couple outside of that. But the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me if he's top five or not. The fact that we even talking about a second round pick being in an argument and him being in, him playing that position and him being a Pelican, that's all that matters to me. So. Um, but yeah, man. But that's that's pretty much it. I gotta keep it moving. I gotta get um uh, I gotta get Aaron up here and yeah. um uh, we're gonna get this thing moving, all right? Appreciate all right, you though, bro. You let me in, bro. I really no appreciate you letting me in. All right. 
Now, Aaron, hold on. Aaron, 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 how you doing? I am doing great, especially after that game. Obviously, a little nervous heading into it because we knew it was on the line and the way that it started, but definitely turned it around after the halftime. All right, so look, me and you, didn't. we didn't really like talk about how exactly we were going to do this. So I don't want you to feel ambushed by it. <laughs> I like the goal of this and it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because we talked about, we were, you know, it was a hot topic today and it should be every day about, um, about media, media representation, uh, media representation across the board. Oh, that's an echo. That's all right. Yeah. But, um, and I think that this is, it just so happened that we, that we put this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was this like Wednesday? I don't remember the day that we, that we ended up talking about it and, you know, I think it's it's perfect timing on one side of it, but as I get these people up here, I really want you to you know to to have the floor. I'll moderate. I'll get people up. They can ask questions. You can ask them questions. But I really want want this to be dedicated to y'all because I see people in here all the time. They be having, well, not just in here, but you know, uh, outside of here that have a bunch of opinions, and you know, they they don't really ask, though. So they're a little bit shy to come up here and speak. So. Nobody has to be nobody has to be an expert. Whether you just love the city, you love the t- you know you love the team. Whether you you know are a basketball lifer or not, if you have anything positive, say come up, and uh, you know we're gonna run this. So uh, while I do that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So while I do that, Aaron, Angie, I see you in here. I'm I'm gonna send you an invite here. What are your what are your thoughts? I mean, about you know about tonight's win. You know what I mean. I mean what are, what are your thoughts about being a Tennessee? Like you've been there, you've been in the building, you've seen this team. You know, pretty much from you know start to start to finish. Like, is it is it as big of a a moment? You know, from your perspective as it is to a lot of us. You know, just even being in this spot. Yeah, I think the way that you look at this is the beginning of the season. You know, we all thought that this team was going to be one thing. We thought that. Zion Williamson was going to be back by the start of the season and you're going to have B.I. and Zion and Jonas and Devante and then you're going to add in some of these younger players and I think people felt good about the prospect of this season and then you start one and 12 then you start three and 16 and it was it was feeling kind of rough for a little while there what we were going to do as far as the injuries and who was actually going to be able to be on the court and how this team was going to gel under a new head coach since they went 3 and 16 they are now over 500 and they've been playing great together regardless of who's on the floor i think really over the last month they've started to figure it out and if you look at the rest of the western conference and the teams that are right around that 10th spot, the Pelicans have been playing better than any of those other teams consistently. So I think that we felt like they were in a good position to move into this play-in spot, but actually moving into it, it's nice to actually say that we're in it now and hopefully we can kind of continue the trend that we've been having. Um, Once again, guys, Aaron, Aaron is pretty much, I'm trying to uh, have her run this here for the most part, but I need more of you. I need more of you ladies to pop up here. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know how to how to request, you should see at the bottom. It's the icon that'll, that'll pop up right there for you to uh, ask. To here we go. Now we got somebody. 
Um, yeah, don't be afraid to jump in here. I know it can be intimidating sometimes, but this is what this is for. Chris has given us a good platform for the ladies to come out and speak and have your opinion. So don't worry about <laughs> trying to like get in here with all the guys because it's just us. Okay, I'm sitting here like waiting to be called on. Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, because we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've I'm been like, waiting. wait, I'm like, how does this work? Okay, first of all, hey, everyone. Um, Y'all had me taking notes tonight. I'm like, if I need to go in there, I got to come correct. So pretty much I'll just give you uh, my recap. So first of all, the first the first half, I was kind of not feeling that good. We looked a little goofy. Um stupid fouls and uh Jackson Hayes was amazing you know he had his uh first quarter uh goal whatever and uh I was just kind of worried and so they went into the half and they came out and it was just like the BI takeover he just did everything scoring fa facilitating just making shit happen and to beat a sub 500 team on the road and to get that 10 spot I'm just hyped I just can't believe it from where similar to what Aaron said earlier from where the season started and the way that it looked like things were heading. I just thought it was doom and gloom. So to be in the spot is just really exciting. And yeah, big takeaways, Jackson Hayes uh, defensively. I saw things from him that I haven't seen before. And then B.I. just doing everything tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Big first quarter for by, by Jackson. He had 13 points, which is, a career high for him in a first quarter. He's had 15 before, but for a first quarter, that was a career high for him. But then things really changed because of Brandon in the second half. He definitely took over, scored 17 points in that third quarter. Um, and that's his ability to see the court right now and the way he's facilitating and the confidence that he is instilling in the rest of the guys, it's huge right now. And the guys have all talked about how much, you know, his vision and what he believes in is fueling the rest of the guys right now and their ability to knock some shots down because the Lord knows we needed it. We definitely, definitely did. Um, Angie, I, I, Angie, I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I sent Angie a, a DM because she, um, I saw her in here, <laughs> but I, I kept asking her to, I kept asking her to come up here and she, you know, she, she ain't accepted. So, but in the middle of me sending her a mean DM, she, she popped up. Angie, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, thank you for having me, all things considered. <laughs> um, appreciate it. Um, but no, like, it's it's amazing to see. I mean, shout out to Willie Green. You know, a lot of, there was mm -hmm. a lot of talk about the moves Griff did or didn't make this offseason. But I think Willie Green was like the best move that was made. Um, the difference you see. I mean, I was looking at some pictures that they posted on the Twitter feed the other day and I'm like I've never seen Brandon Ingram smile so damn much like he's seen lately and I'm like that has something to do with the culture that Willie has set up I haven't seen B.I.'s teeth this much like come on let's be real for, for a second y'all like he's happy he's enjoying it that means he's got a coach that he knows believes in him and that he believes in in turn so you can tell that something really super special is growing because of Willie Green um, I mean, he's he's unlocking something in these guys that we haven't seen. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to make you so mad, Chris. But, I mean, you know, we, we got Giannis Light and Jackson. Angie, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't – see, you you lucky that this is dedicated to <laughs> to you guys. Because cause, cause if uh, – if you know – oh, okay. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm not going to – 
Yeah, you know, that's not like something Chaz would say. Uh, like, I mean, come on, Angie. We better than that. Um, <laughs> you got Giannis, you got Kawhi, you got, you got like, come on. That's crazy. You got, a, you, got a, you got a big three right there. And that's that's crazy. Come on. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, speaking speaking of, uh, we have a Brandon Ingram stand account that's up here. Welcome up. Uh, you can go by that. I don't know what your actual name is, but please come up. Be welcome. If you have, and, and also, ladies, any of y'all that come up here, if y'all got questions directly for Aaron, she's right here. Just go ahead and ask them. Just let's do it. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, my real name, I just go by Lee, but yes, I am very much a DI fan. Uh, since day one, I was honestly, I was super excited when we got him. Um, just came here to say I'm so happy, man. I've been a fan of this team since. We were the Hornets since day one coming to the city. Uh, Diehard ball fans. So it's, it's great to see a team that looks like they're having fun. I haven't seen that in a very long time with this organization. Uh, and we always knew that B.I. was a scorer, but just seeing him facilitate this season uh, has been crazy to see his growth there, him with the back-to-back assist games. Um, I love it. He's getting everyone involved on the court. It's something I've been wanting to see for him from him for a long time. Um, I thought we were pretty good defensively tonight. Uh, it's just a good feeling to get the win and feel like I'm riding the high with this team right now. I hope we continue to see more of that and more progress. But I love everything Willie Green has done. I, I feel like we're finally starting to see a winning culture, and it's a, a great foundation for us to build on as a team. I'm I'm just super excited. Yeah, I love that you guys can see how much fun this team is having because, you know, we have the privilege of being able to go to practice and seeing how much fun they have joking around, how early they get in the gym so they can play with each other more. And then how much more practice they do after the gym. There's little like mini competitions between guys. Um, and it's really fun to see how much they enjoy being around each other. They're playing music. They're, you know, I, I'm just, it's interesting to see that in a gym all the time, just even when they were losing, they were still enjoying the work that they were putting in together as a team because they really believed in what was going on there and um, they stuck together and it's been a lot of fun to see it kind of play out on the court in front of us. And yes, Brandon has been smiling way more than we've ever seen him smile. And it is the best thing to see because he's quiet. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. So when somebody like that really smiles, you know that it, it's coming from a, from his heart and he really is enjoying what, what he's doing right now on the court. So, yeah. So once again, guys, we only for I mean, as long as as long as Aaron is up here, we only want women speakers. Uh it it is this night is dedicated to them. Um and all of the all of the female fans that you know, I mean I you know, I think like like it's interesting in New Orleans, it's just like we um like being from there, almost like everybody's a Saints fan, right? It doesn't matter if you're you know, like you know, like your dog, a, a dog is gonna is gonna have a Saints jersey on. I mean, it's just it's just how it how it operates. You're going to find knowledge in all, in all kinds. And I think slowly, I think, you know, with, with the, what the team is doing the way they're doing it now, you know, you can, you can slowly start to see, um, like I was there last week and I met a lot of, a lot of female fans that just, you know, wanted to, they were just loving talking the game, standing up, shout out, you know, shout out to rail. She was actually at the game. She was supposed to pull up. Um, so, you know, we want to, I see y'all got like even outside of this, man. Please, please come up and request. Like we don't have to just. It doesn't have to be just just shows like this, you know, dedicated. We can, you know, all chop it up because I know that y'all are out here, and I know that you know we got a, a lot of people that are passionate and knowledgeable about this team, 
and y'all deserve to have your voices heard as well. So keep keep asking, keep keep requesting, um, or I'm gonna come to y'all. And Mallory, for example, I see you. You be tweeting me all the time. Get up here, Carla. Carla, Carla, put that mute on real quick. Man, <laughs> Carla, you got this. All right, we gonna we gonna we gonna come back to Carla. So, um, hold on. Oh wait, can you hear me now? There we oh, go. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't, I didn't, didn't know. I mute the mic. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> thank you, guys, for doing this for us. Uh, I guess I have more of a David Griffin uh, question. Do you guys think he'll be on the hot seat if he doesn't uh, bring in any new players to help the team out? And I'm going to mute my mic. On. I don't know if Aaron can answer that. Britt, yeah. Britt, Britt. I mean, I can, I can, I can uh, dance around this subject a little bit. Obviously, working for the team can't say too much uh, about David Griffin, except for the fact that I know he has belief in this team he has belief in what coach green is doing and with the players on the court and we've seen the chemistry that they've been able to develop it's something that david griffin talked about from the beginning of the season but obviously this game is about winning and you want to make sure that you have the people on the court that can do that and i think that he's going to do his best effort to make sure that that happens here the way that he can um it's an unfortunate situation with the injuries and that affects people's jobs and how things go in a season. So we'll see what happens, but I think this is going to be a, a fun week for Pelicans and the, and the NBA with the trade deadline steadily approaching. Brett, welcome up. You want to, you want to add anything? You have any, you have any questions? Uh, floor is yours. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, chime in for a second. I've been a, a, a season ticker holder for a few years now, and I just love the development. This is one of the funner teams that we had in a, a long time, I would say. I mean, I love the Chris Paul and David West era, and it's just really green bringing the culture, even the, the staff, and just watching the player development this year from Brandon Ingram now we got Herb Jones and even Jackson Hayes the last few games, you know, playing at the four. Just, I just want to give a shout out to the, the the coaching staff and just, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Hopefully we, you know, get in, whether it's the play in or the six seed or even beyond, you know. And I just feel like once Zion come back, if he does come back, I feel like we, we really can make a lot of noise. So that's all I want to say. Okay, wait, I have something. Um, does anyone else feel like they just won the NBA Finals? Because that's the kind of vibe. I'm on with this 10th seed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. If they beat the Lakers for the last playoff spot, then, then I'll feel like that. Like, <laughs> like petty, I want that but, so bad. Petty but, but deserved. I, I almost cursed. I'm not going to do that. But I want that so damn bad. Like. But yes, you just that, you you did just curse, Angie. Well, I don't consider that one. What I wanted to say <laughs> would have been way worse. Also, I was listening to the spaces about um Eric Gordon the other day, and I have to say this. I'm not from New Orleans, haven't lived in New Orleans, but I love that city. And I do not think that y'all is have to should have to deal with that 
cancer ever again. <laughs> like, that's just me. Um, I, I even, I have to admit, I texted Griff and I was just like, no to Eric Gordon. And he just laughed at me. So, <laughs> I just, that city, y'all are such, I love that city so much. Y'all do not need to have somebody that did y'all the way that he did. So, that's just my two cents. All right, bye. <laughs> Angie's, Angie's stirring the pot. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yo, man, uh, we need we need more and more up here. Uh, Britt, I appreciate you. It, it looks like you uh, removed yourself. Yo, man, um, if there's if there's anything, and you guys, uh, I mean, Katie up here, Carla, uh, look, Lee, if I mean, Angie as well, you guys don't have to wait for me to pick on you. If you guys just want to go ahead and just you know pose a question, like it's totally it's totally here. But I'm still looking for people to come up here, so. Go ahead, Aaron. Is there is there anything uh, that you want to uh, mention or you want to talk about? Can we talk about Bi? Can we talk about Jackson? Um, I, I, and and you know what? Let's talk about Jackson. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> still <laughs> I no comment, Aaron. Aaron, let's let's talk positive things about Jackson. People people trying to get on me, and uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm just gonna play my role. I think that all of us could agree that you know whatever was happening at the beginning of the season wasn't what anybody wanted from Jackson. I don't think he was happy either, um, but he's definitely put in the work and he had to sit on the bench for a little bit, take some time in, the, in I guess, the G League in Birmingham and some good performances down there. And, I mean, I've seen him. He seems like a different person now at practice, on the court, he seems more confident. He seems more comfortable in his role. He's obviously not just doing things for himself, but he's doing things that are helping the team. Um, and it's been really cool to see him kind of mature in that way this season. And I think it's awesome that they've given him this opportunity to play at the power forward. And we've seen how that dynamic can work. And today, honestly, I was like, man, Josh Hart is back. I mean, love Josh, but I really liked what I was seeing from Jackson starting and, and, and obviously how he had been producing, but um, you know, her Jones got two early fouls. So he came in pretty quickly and he had a great first quarter. Um, he just got a lot of options with him because of his, his size, his length, but his athleticism. I mean, he's just a special player and I think we are seeing it click. Um, and it, that's only good things for, for the Pelicans right now. Aaron, is there a particular point that you that you look at where you say like the tie turn like for him uh, to where it's just that whether, you know, whether it be, you know, the overall light, you know, that we talk about or whether it be just, you know, his confidence all all over the floor offensively and, and defensively. Um, is there a point that you look at or that, co- or that the coaches talk about that you've heard from him that, you know, just something switched and we're, you know, we, you know, he hasn't um, hasn't slowed down really since. Yeah, I don't know if there's a specific time, but, um, you know, over the past month, you you started hearing Coach Green talk more about how they were looking at different ways to use him because they knew what his skill set is. Um, kind of the same way that Coach Green approached things with Josh Hart. You know, I see that you can do all of these things. How can we put you in a position to succeed and do those things so they benefit the team and benefit you as a player. Um, and you could see the wheels turning, but they hadn't quite figured out what that was going to be. And it just kind of, this opportunity came up because of 
um, I think it was injuries and the COVID people having to sit out where they had an opportunity to let Jackson play some more minutes and he really excelled. Um, and then it just kind of rolled from there and they tried him at the four. And he said that that's something he's really comfortable with. He said he played it all through high school. It wasn't until maybe his senior year at high school that he started playing, you know, in the five. Um, and then that's what he obviously did going forward. But he said he's really comfortable playing the perimeter and being that type of a player. So I think it's really cool that you could tell that they were or trying to figure out the best way to use him and working with each other there. And I think that's another uh, big just positive with Coach Green is he really works with the players um, and how they where they feel comfortable and what they feel like they can add. And I think that's we're seeing how that's working out and it's working out really well. Carla, Angie, uh, Lee, you guys, you guys want to say anything about Jackson? Go ahead. Uh, Carla again. I've been a big Jackson Hayes fan ever since he dunked on that guy in summer league, and they were about to call offensive foul. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm Team Jackson, and hopefully he can stick around. I know that's probably not a popular opinion with some folks, especially those who want to move him for CJ. But I really think he can really help this team. Um, he plays hard and. Uh, I think we should keep them. That's just my two cents. I will promise you, Carla, you are not alone. <laughs> if you are in here, you know, you know, you're not alone. I mean, look, man, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about about Jackson. At the end of the day, regardless what what his future holds, it's fun watching him play play confidently and um, just be able to impact the game in ways that, like, you know, his athleticism is. And, and his production are going hand in hand right now. The energy, the motor, um, and um, I mean, we know we know he's a rare presence. Angie wants to call him Baby Giannis. This is a perfect time for you to jump in here, Angie. I mean, um, go ahead. <laughs> go go. <laughs> but no, no. I, why I say that is because of his size, his, his the athleticism, all of that, and I think too, um, Jackson. I think they knew from the beginning he was a project. Um, but the thing about it, he's one of those projects that you can mold in a lot of different ways. And when you have the right coach that can mold, you're on to something. You've got the right coach that can mold. They're on to something. So I hope they don't trade him um, because, you know, he is, he is, he's, baby, honest. I'm standing by that. Like, <laughs> I'm standing by that. And like, watch, now that I said it, like the next game, he's not going to do well. And y'all going to look at me funny, but. No, that's 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 little Giannis. That's that's little Giannis. That's what Aaron, I'm gonna call it. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, can you can you tell us she's crazy? Or you want me to do it? Um, I mean, he's uh not quite comparable. Uh, I I would love for that to happen. Uh, we're definitely seeing what he can do, but uh, that's that's definitely a big comparison. I think I think it's all jokes, right? I mean, I, it's just yes. we're all at yes. the end of the day, we're all excited, right? I mean, yes. Uh, all right, same, yo. So same thing for those for those that just came in. We need we need all of our female Pelicans fans come up here. I don't care if you got a word, that two words you want to ask Aaron. Do I have to get AD up here? Like, what, just what's say hi, right? Just say hello and just and leave after that. that's fine. Just come up here and make yourself known so we could, you know, what I mean, we could follow you and chop it up. You know, what I mean, let's, you know, you ain't. You don't have to have a you don't have no crazy ass questions pop up. Oh, we got one. Hold oh. on. Hello. 
Yo, what's happening? Hey, so I'm not a Pelicans fan. I'm a Lakers fan, but I still do like the Pelicans. I used to live in New Orleans a year ago. Um, so I just uh, wanted to know what you all thought your chances were against the Lakers, because as you know, we're ninth in the play-in, and the Pelicans are tenth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever wants to answer this, because my question, my answer is going to be. Um, it's gonna have a lot of curse words in it. So um <laughs> The Pelicans gonna win the Pelicans gonna win those games. I'm not even concerned. Yeah, man. The way we're playing right now, uh, compared to the way the Lakers are playing, I, I just don't see you guys jelling on the court the way the Pels are right now. I think y'all are get ran out the gym. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't I really don't see y'all beating us right now. And A D probably shit. will be hurt. A D probably will be hurt. He probably will have a hangnail or something and he probably missed the game. So <laughs> yep. Ooh, talk y'all shit. Talk y'all. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, like I know y'all cake, but go ahead. A D no. does not smoke so fast. A D do not want to smoke with the pills. No, I'm really shocked right now. Like y'all really talking <laughs> a lot of shit right now. Good. <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted. Thanks I do have karma. a. Uh, it's gonna be karma. Yeah, he gonna wish he would have thanked the fans. It's gonna be karma. It's coming for him. He don't know. It's coming for him. I yeah, think baby Giannis gonna, baby Giannis gonna dunk on him a couple of times. Exactly, exactly. He gonna dunk on him, and and it's just and he gonna have a hangnail and be out the game for the rest of the game and gonna watch as we move into the playoffs. His karma is coming. Yo, like, don't I don't encourage that. Don't don't I, encourage I, I, her. I, I, I really, 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 really hope the Pelicans knock them out of the uh, the playoffs. Even if the Pelicans don't make it, I just hope it it's it's because of us that they don't make it. That that'll be like my uh, NBA championship for the Pelicans. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, guys. I got some other I got some other speakers here. I'm I'm, I'm glad y'all asking. Yo, Alicia, what's happening? Uh, I've been a fan. Welcome up. Yeah, welcome thanks, up. man. Uh, I've been a fan for since t- t- 2008. So I lived in Kenner for about three months in an internship in college. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, you know, basketball, whatever. I liked it. Didn't really watch it. But that 2008 team just has made me uh, a super fan of this team. So watching it from Wisconsin, uh, I, I haven't seen the real Giannis play, Giannis play in, in, in you know, in life, but. Jacks ain't quite there. Just, just gotta say, Jacks ain't quite there. Um, but just gotta say, like I'm super happy the way the team has been playing recently. Uh, you just the energy, like that's the biggest thing. So I, this was actually a question for Aaron. It's like, what is the biggest thing? Like I remember JJ's pod, a podcast been saying like they did not talk on trips before uh, in the last couple seasons, and it seems like this season is a lot different. So like, what was like the biggest difference between? last season and this season? Um, so last season is tough because uh, with the COVID and the protocols and stuff, not a lot of people were able to really be around the team as much. But from what I've gathered, uh, just different coaching styles. And I think that some people respond better to the way that somebody like Coach Green has approach the team you know he's very positive he's very encouraging he wants to reiterate the good things you do he said he has like an 80 20 rule so like 80 percent of the time it's like this is good this is what we did it's good let's keep doing that and then 
20% of the time, it's the little things that he wants them to work on. So you're not getting inundated with all these things that you're doing wrong. Um, and I think that that's really helped them kind of build each other up because they're continuing to be reinforced on the things that they are doing well and not just being kind of berated for the things that they might be making mistakes on. Um, and he makes a, a point of not calling people out in, in the whole group. So each practice, they start with a little film session and they break down some stuff. They watch some of their opponent. And in those moments, he doesn't single anybody out. He kind of talks about big picture stuff. And, and the time when you're working one-on-one -on -one with a coach about things that you need to work on, it's, it is just that. It's one-on-one -on -one with your player development coach. So it's not in front of everybody. Um, so I think that kind of breeds a little bit more I don't know, just trust among everybody and it makes you more comfortable that you're not getting called out in a big group. So I think his coaching style overall has been beneficial to this group of players. Some players, I will say some players are fine with, you know, being yelled at and, and that kind of coaching style. Um, but for this team, I think that they're just, they're really enjoying the way that coach green's approaching things. Yo, uh, Rocky, Welcome up. I'm glad I'm glad you you accepted my request. Anything, anything for Aaron? Uh, anything you want to pose to the crowd and welcome up. Yours. Hey, th thanks for letting me speak. First of all, hey Aaron, how you doing? Great. I'm Rocky from C C107. Um all right. So my 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 issue with the team right now is fan involvement. We have to figure out a way to get the seats filled because we have one of the lowest attendance amongst the league, but we have a good team that's in front of our face. Some of us can't watch it on TV. Some of us can because we have Valley sports, but Valley sports has issues, but we have to figure out a better way to reach out to the masses and get the people inside of the building. And I know people will say we have to win to get seats filled, but it's not just always about winning because you have some teams who have no winning and still have fans, i.e. New York, um, Houston, they still had some fans in the arena tonight. So we have to figure out a better way of getting some fans in. Also, I do like the way the team is headed, the direction we're in. I don't feel that Griff needs to be pulling like crazy triggers to trade for what I call lesser talent just or similar talent just to please people that we made a move because that's what I think that a lot of people want to see us just make a move to say we made a move. And I don't think every move that's been mentioned is a good move. Like CJ sounds like a good move. Fox sounds like a good move, but what are you losing in a locker room when you talk about giving away a player that brings and contributes on a level like Hart or like Hayes right now? who's playing outstanding ball right now, by the way. But what do you lose just to try to gain maybe one or two wins? Is it really worth losing that locker room presence of a veteran-like heart? So I just think that we as fans are getting, like, really, like, oh, we want David to make a move. We really want to see, like, I know people who are literally watching a trade TikTok ticker right now and saying, when is the Pelicans going to be mentioned? I just don't want us to make moves that will hurt us in the long run. But I'm all for this team. I've been New Orleans Pelicans since 2002, all the way season ticket holder. I'm ex-military, retired military, actually. And 
moved back to New Orleans, moved out of New Orleans. I actually drive from Mississippi every home game because I'm a season ticket holder. So I'm this seriously committed about this team. I just want us to do things that will fill the building and moves that will make our team better, but not sacrifice us at the same time. Thanks for letting me speak, y'all. Have a nice night. Absolutely. Uh, love Rocky. See her every game. Um, so we'll talk about the fans thing. How many people are on this basis right now and, and how many can actually come to a game? Hopefully you guys all come out for this six game homestand because there's a lot of opportunities to come and bring somebody and talk about it I and mean, come to the game with a friend and let them experience it and let them see what this team is about. It's fun. And you're right. We need people in this building because we need to support the product that the guys are putting on the court. They're working their tails off and they deserve people to be in the stands supporting that. And that's the only way that this team is going to continue to have success, continue to stay here. Um, so if you are coming or have the ability to come, bring some people with you and let us know. We, we always love to say hi. Um, and then on the other side of things with the trade, I think for a while, Everybody, we, we need some consistent shooters. And we've seen some of the guys step up here with Jackson Hayes. He's been doing better of late. Um, but I think that that's going to be the main thing that would be entertained in the trade is, is somebody that can really come in and be that consistent shot for, for us and obviously not having to give up too much for it. Uh, Aaron, I, I think you tiptoed around it the best that you could. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I I appreciate that response um, from your from your position. So, um, Rocky, that was that was awesome. Um, we've we've been we've been talking a while about ways to you know fill up the building and um, you know make the make the blender like you know a place where um, you know it's consistently being being some place where the you know the players can feed off the energy and. You know, some nights, some nights it's there, some nights it's not. But I mean, look, you know, they have an opportunity now. You know, for the, you know, when they start off one and twelve, I mean, we couldn't even talk about it. You know, the ten seed that wasn't even something to even talk about. Now being here, you know, you know, I hope that you know this is a start of you know the engagement continuing, and we just continue to uh, you know, move move up and onward. Um, I wanted to get AD up here, so um, I mean, and Aaron, I was gonna pretty much let you run it from here. I mean, I, I'm 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 gonna be here, and I'll, I'll get people up there, but um, just in case you know, ladies wanted to say anything to to AD, or anybody wanted to wanted to ask him a question. Uh, but before I do that, we have Rail, who is always in here, always repping. Was in the was in the Toyota. Is it still a Toyota Center? Yes, right? sir. Okay, Rail. What else? Tell me you. Tell me you said something disrespectful to people that didn't get you arrested. I mean, you hear? <laughs> no, sir. I, I approach everybody very respectfully. I'm the type of person I want to go in and, and be friends with everybody. So I met wow. a couple of Pels fans tonight, followed them on Twitter and everything. But uh, I'm just leaving the uh, the uh, Toyota Center. I'm getting ready to go to the car. But I just wanted to hop in here real quick and say what's up. We we definitely we definitely appreciate you. Do you have anything for Aaron? Do you have anything? I know you. I know you won't talk about Jax. Like whatever. Uh, I mean, go ahead. I do, but I I haven't heard like any of the conversation. I just jumped in and, and requested to speak and everything. Um, I'm not gonna be able to stay on and listen to anything. But uh, I just want to say what's up. Um, hopefully I brought the team some good luck tonight, and that's why they got the dub. Hopefully we get the dub on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, man, I don't really have anything. What's up, Angie? <laughs> 
Hey, real. <laughs> <laughs> look, you probably did bring a look. I, I have to like turn off when they start uh, losing because I feel like I bring them bad luck. So you, you brought the good luck. We did good. We did good. And my man Antonio hooked me up with another selfie tonight. So I got a couple of pics I'm going to be posting soon for y'all to see. Man, his his DMs got to be filled with people asking for pictures. I don't know how you how you filter and go through all that all the time, AD. You be taking a picture of a game, man. Shout out to you, man. Um, Aaron, look, yes. I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get AD up here, and but but in the meantime, beforehand, uh, yo, like, can we can we talk about let's talk about Jose Alvarado, like, um. Can I, you know, I know like a lot of people in the in the mainstream that maybe that don't watch, don't catch every every Pelicans game. They may not have known who who, who he was, or you know, outside of the you know the Knicks game was kind of like a you know an introduction of sorts. But uh, he's been playing better and better. We got the we got the video of him, you know, and D'Lo D'Lo asking, you know, can he shoot? I can't mm-hmm. shoot. This edited, you know, you know, he makes it. And it's funny, right? But he's fun. You see him in an interview, um, you know, on the not. Not this game, but after the Detroit game, him and Bi up on stage. I mean, can you can you talk about not just what Jose is you know is doing, but his relationship with Bi? I know Bi said he took him under his wing. Um, you know, we don't get a chance to see uh, Bi's not not a super vocal guy, but you know, but can you talk about how that relationship is you know is doing, is formed, and you know how you know a testament it is to you know to Bi's leadership, even if it's not you know like the rah rah style. Yeah, so uh, Jose came in. I remember talking to him media day, and we saw him during summer league. I went to UNC Chapel Hill, so I followed him in the ACC, played for Georgia Tech. Did not like him because he was a pest and super annoying for um, an opposing ACC fan. And they obviously won the ACC championship with Jose. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. So if you follow the conference, like you, you knew who this guy was. Um, and so I asked him, like, how do you bring so much energy? Where does that come from? And he said that it's, you know, it's from his family. It's from his grandmother. Like he was brought up that way. She's had to fight for everything that she has and everything that she's been able to provide for the family. And it's just kind of that mentality that has been ingrained in him. And uh, Brandon Ingram mentioned the other day that, he he's very close with his family and he really respects that. And, and so for them, they've kind of become each other's family here with the Pelicans. And um, they've kind of like have this really special bond. It's really funny because he is like half Brandon size, let's be honest. And he's always kind of like picking at Brandon during practice. And they're always trying to go one-on-one against each other. And it's, it's really funny to watch, but they really enjoy being around each other. We saw them in the post-game press conference for the last game. They came up together. They were laughing, playing off of each other. Brandon's actually really low-key funny. He just doesn't – he's very dry, and he kind of slides it in there. And if, if you're not really paying attention, then you, you don't understand – you don't notice it. But you're like, wait, he just made a joke. That was kind of funny. So um, – they they really play well off of each other and it's been cool to see that dynamic and and brandon's been a really big uh leader um big help for for jose and jose comes up to him all the time asking questions and brandon's more than willing to help him so guys we have uh same thing i need i need all my female pelican fans pull up 
ask questions. I've got, you know, we got Antonio, Antonio Daniels up here. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know how high, you know, I'm really, I'm really curious, AD, you're going to have to tell me at some point how long this turtleneck thing is going to continue and what concessions that you are going to make once it gets like really warm outside. But welcome up, man. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Chris? I, I, don't, I don't know. I can tell you what, when this weather's changing, I'm changing. I don't know. I, I think that's, that's the only thing I can I can guarantee you. I, I'm I'm sitting here listening, um, and I, I have to say like shout out to all of the um, female Palestine. And I, and I told you before, Chris, you you got the right host. You got the right host in Aaron. Like I, I tell you, I, I've been I've been doing this for a while, and her preparation, her knowledge, her attention to detail in this game, um, it's unmatched. She has motivated me. I've told her this before. She has motivated me to prepare for my game a little bit different because I've seen the way that she prepares. So you definitely got the right, um, you definitely got the right host for the spaces, brother. Aaron, you have to respond to that. Oh no. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. I uh, being a female in this industry isn't always the easiest, and I've always prided myself in preparing and not allowing other people to question whether I belong or not. Um, so I, I like to make sure that I come in, I'm knowledgeable about the team, the players, the sport. And, and that's why I work really hard because unfortunately being a woman in a mostly male dominant industry hasn't always been the easiest. So um, I just kind of try to do what I can to make sure that I don't give anybody a reason to, to doubt that I belong here. So thank you. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, do you have, do you have any advice for like, you know, for maybe, um, you know, any, any younger woman or uh, I mean, any, I mean, no matter, no matter the age that maybe want to get into a role like yours or, you know, they want to work their way to, you know, maybe doing, uh, you know, broadcasting and doing play-by-play you know maybe doing what joel does or you know or Mm -hmm. antonio or hosting i mean or you know just i mean just having just taking taking that route i mean is there any i'm more than sure there's somebody in here with that dream that passion that want to um i mean you don't necessarily have to go into your background if you don't want to i mean or or how you came up but i mean is there i mean what's what would be some advice that you give them yeah i mean i Honestly, I annoyed a lot of people because I asked a lot of questions and I, I wanted to learn and I wanted advice and, um, you know, just don't ever be afraid to reach out to somebody and ask for help or ask for their opinion, even if it's somebody that you, you see on TV or that you think that you might not have a chance of talking to, you know, you're never going to be anywhere further than you started unless you at least try because um, what's the worst thing that could happen? They, they say they don't respond and, and you're in the same position. So um, don't be afraid to reach out and to take a chance um, just to kind of network and get to know people and, and you'll practice at home. You know, we all have phones and cameras and, and different things. You can kind of get comfortable talking, even if it's to yourself, talking about a game that you're watching. Um, just kind of learn the game and yeah, just don't let anything hold you back because if you want something enough and you're willing to put the work in, then there's no reason why you you shouldn't have that opportunity. Uh, well said, of course. Uh, oh, here we go. We we have a new speaker. 
Um, hold on, hold on. Liz Wolfson. At some point, you're gonna have to explain that name. But <laughs> welcome up. Uh, if you have any questions for AD or Aaron or Angie or, or whoever, welcome up. The floor is yours. Hey, thanks, Chris. Um, super, uh, super geeked out to be uh, on the spaces. I never thought I'd do this. <laughs> but since it's ladies night, I guess I have to. And since you have uh, AD up there, um, I just felt like I had to say how much um, me and my husband, you know, love listening to them you know do every game um ad and joel they're so great um i've really only been into the pals um since the bubble um or into basketball all at all i grew up watching the saints um growing up in new orleans you know with my family every sunday um but you know now i live in st louis i moved up here um like 20 years ago so, um, so that's why we're not at every game, every home game. Um, but, you know, we're watching on the league pass. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, with the bubble, and that was just when we started watching um, basketball. And totally love it now. Um, you know, I will not express my feelings about the NFL or the Saints because I know <laughs> there's a lot of Saints fans on here. And I respect that. But, um Anyway, it was Joel and AD that, like, really helped me just get into basketball and, like, understand the game. And there's so much fun to listen to. And I know Joel's from St. Louis, which we love <laughs> being up here. Um, so, anyway, yeah, just thanks, man, for the, you know, just so much fun to listen to you making the, the game really, you know, understandable. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, so much fun to, to follow the team. And I have so many opinions about all the players and the direction of the team, but, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe another time. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll say thank you, first and foremost. Um, you know, when I, when I took this job initially, the thing that they told me that they wanted me to do was to teach the game to this fan base. And um, with me, with the amount of knowledge that I have in playing this game for a significant amount of time, and now to articulate that to the fan base, along with having fun and calling these games with Joel, it's fun. You know, we try to have as much fun as we possibly can while teaching the game in the process. You know, no one wants a boring broadcast. I don't want a boring broadcast. Hell, fans don't want a boring broadcast. Other fan bases don't want a boring broadcast. So we try and make it as entertaining as possible, having fun, and also just trying to make it is, is um, like if you're watching the game and you don't know a lot about basketball. I, I can't assume that we're all on the same level, basketball-wise, knowledge-wise. So just to articulate that to a fan base and try and teach them as much about the game that I know or that Joe knows as, as possible is, is the way that we try and approach it. But thank you for your blessed words. Very much appreciated. Aaron? Oh, uh, Rocky, I see your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of her, and I'm going to say, um, like I tell you, I'm a season tickets holder, so I go to every game. I don't care what's going on. I drive from Mississippi to New Orleans and go to the game. Rain, sleet, or snow, I'm going to the game. But I will say this. I watch the games when I come back home as well. I'm, I'm a basketball fan. I play basketball back in high school, elementary school, and over in Italy for a little while. But um, 
watching the game with Antonio and Joel and Jen and Aaron is phenomenal nowadays. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved when David Wesley was there. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little hard when Antonio first got here. And uh, because I was used to hearing David Wesley and Joel together. But it has been amazing to watch as a fan of our team to get a broadcast group that is so knowledgeable about the game, um, excited about the team, and want to be here. And that is the biggest thing for a Pelicans fan is getting people here who want to be here, not just for the team, but for the media as well. Having people who speak the way we feel about our team and you can hear that excitement in their voice. Like, Antonio, I love the excitement that you bring to the broadcast booth, brother. It is great to listen Two, I'm telling y'all, I come home from the game and my son probably think I'm crazy. I watch the game all over again. Sometimes I look for myself on TV, but I watch the game all over again just to listen to the takes. Joel, uh, Antonio, um, Jen Hale's interviews, Aaron's uh, halftime interview, um, and then the post um, with uh, David Wesley and I can't remember her name, um, but uh, Aaron, I think that's Aaron Hardigan. Um, but just watching that, it, it, it brings a joy to the fan base to, to get people who want to be here, who love the team, who's enthusiastic about the moves that the team is making and want to see Pelicans actually succeed because the national media do not like us. So thank you all so much for putting in that hard work and just for giving back to the, the community, even in a way like they, Antonio said, just breaking down the game for people who don't understand it. I have friends, female friends, who don't understand what traveling is. But just hearing, you know, little comments from Antonio um, on, you know, making it funny. Like today, the, the barbecue with Joel. Hey, the cookout will always be fun with Antonio having the microphone in his hand. So I just really want to say thank you as a, as a fan, you know, and, and as, a, as a fan of the sport, just for taking that time to put in that time to to sh share that knowledge with the fan base. So thank y'all. Uh, Rocky, that Definitely was well done. I, yeah. I hope you get a bunch of new followers, man. We I just feel the passion coming up. Yeah. Eddie, go ahead. No, that that was, and I've, and I've talked to Rocky again numerous times. Like that is that is um that, that's one of the best compliments that you can receive as an analyst as a whole. You know, you receive different compliments at different times from different people. But the best thing that you can hear is one, you're someone's learning from something that you're saying, and two, that they're having fun while they're learning. I feel like that's a part of the job. You know, learning is one thing, having fun. Like we all been in school. You know, we all had teachers before that have taught us something, and it's like, okay, I can't wait till this class is over. And we also had teachers that have taught us something. It's like, you know what? I really enjoy being in class with the teacher. And doing these games with Joe and doing these games with Aaron and doing these games with Jim, like they're fun. They're fun. Like to actually have an opportunity. I am I am so blessed. I say this all the time. To have an opportunity to do something that I will be doing no matter what. Talking basketball is what I do. I have a radio show every day from 12 to 3 every day. So outside of the Pelicans, I'm talking NBA basketball for 15 hours a week. Like, this is what I do. And when you are blessed to get paid doing something that you would be doing no matter what, like I, I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a complaint in this world. I, I want to make these, these um, broadcasts 
with Joel, with Aaron, with Jen Hale. I want to make them as fun and enjoyable as possible, but also be able to articulate the game in a different way. I want to bring something different, a different take to every game. And I hope that we can continue to do that. Thank you, Rocky. It's fun because of how this team has been playing too. I mean, that's a lot of it. You know, we, it was, it was hard in the beginning when the team was, you know, three and 16 and you saw how much they were putting into it. Um, But it's been really fun to see that pay out now. Um, It's fun because we care about the team, just like all of you guys do, you know, we're, we're invested and we want them to do well. And so I think that really adds to it as well. And, and you know that, Aaron, you know what? That's a great point because when this team was one in 12, to see the disposition that Willie approached shoot around with, you know, we used to kind of sit and shoot around and laugh because it, the team was one in 12. And I used to tell people all the time, if you walk in the shoot around right now, you would think this team was 12 and 1. They're still you know, dancing. They're still right, like having, right, yeah. Chanting. They're still chanting, mm-hmm. um, high fiving each other. And, and that starts at the top with the coaching staff. That starts at the top with Willie Green. You know, the fact that this team was 1-12, and 12, or you just mentioned Aaron being 3-16, and 16, and there was no flinch. There was no blink in Willie Green. Like, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And when your person at the top is confident and the product that's below him, it makes you confident to follow. Um, Olivia, welcome <laughs> up. I'm trying to get – I'm trying to get a few up here. I think I got about, like, 15 minutes left, and then I'm – and then I'm uh, – I'm going to head out, but – uh yeah man let's let's get as many people up here as many um as many of our female fans that want to pop up carla i see your hand i'm gonna let olivia go and i'll come back to you olivia oh, welcome up hello uh just wanted to tell you guys i think you guys are killing it with the spaces um yeah i should be an all-star and number two i think willie like he's handled lakers before in the playoffs i can't wait for him to get in there again you know i have a lot of faith in him Uh, Olivia, I think you. Oh, nah, you. Uh, you muted yourself. You still here? Can you guys hear me? Nah, there we go. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I have a lot of faith in Willie, and you know, I've seen him and Monty just crush it. So, I think we're headed to some good places. Um, I, I mean, any anything added, AD? I mean, we always talk about uh Willie, but you know, anything anything added as of you know as of late with him. Um, you know, through you know some of the some of the injuries. I mean, like, how do you think he's he's handling like a situation like now? I mean, you know, the players look at the standings, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, how do you think he's handling a situation like this? I mean, what do you think he's telling those guys as you know they're here after the start they had when he said the team would win games right. in February and January right. that they lost early on? That's right. And, and for me, it's uh, I, I love his approach. Coaching, I love his approach to communication. Um, I love his creativity, his ability to adjust on the fly. You know, as I was listening earlier, I heard you guys referencing Jackson Hayes. Um, and Willie actually, you know, the thing is, you can go look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look at J.D. Bishop's staff and his coaching staff. They have three seven-footers across the front line. It takes a um, – I'm trying to think of the right way to put this without saying an explicit word. It takes a – it takes big kahunas. To, to take some of these risks, but they pay off. And the risk of playing Jackson Hayes at the fourth spot and allowing Jackson to be the best version of himself, that takes a different kind of confidence as a coach. And he's willing to take risks. 
you know, Aaron spoke to his ability to communicate to his players and collaborate with his players on, you know, where you like the ball. How do I make you the best version of yourself? And I know as a player, you know, that, that's the best thing. When you have a coach that speaks life into you as far as confidence is concerned on the sideline, you, you see guys that are thrust in positions they haven't been in. Trey Murphy didn't play since December 28th. He got in against Detroit, and you would never know. Jose Alvarado was on the two-way deal, you know, going back and forth from Birmingham, back and forth, and now look at what he's doing. You know, Gary Clark signed a 10-day uh, exception deal, and now he's playing, you know, valuable minutes. What Willie has done up and down this roster, and not just Willie, also the entire coaching staff, they have spoken life and confidence into these guys. So when they're putting you in, they're not putting you in just to play you. They're putting you in because they believe you can produce. So when you see guys that are out there and they're playing well, it's really not a surprise. For me, everything starts at the top. Really deserves a ton of credit in his coaching staff for the job that they're doing. Aaron, anything anything to add there? Yeah, I mean, I think we see it at practice a lot because Coach Green, I mean, he will stop practice and he'll tell guys, this is not going to cut it in a game. We have to practice the way that we need to play. And this is the decision you should have made at this moment. And and he's not afraid to challenge the entire team to step up with their energy level and, the, and their attack and the way that they're playing in a practice to make sure that that translates to a game. And I know AD can probably speak to this better than I can. Um, haven't been in too many uh, NBA practices, but the way that this team practices seems different than the way other teams may practice because of the intensity level and the expectation. And Coach Green talked about it today after the game. He said at halftime he spoke to the team and said, my players know the standard that I expect and the way that I expect them to play. And they didn't play that way in the first half. And I didn't have to say anything to them because they knew that we needed – better after the half and Brandon Ingram stepped up and he he even said I, he didn't have to say anything he knew that if he brought the energy and he changed the tone of the game then the rest of the team would follow suit um, and that's just kind of the way things have gone you know they show what they're capable of by the effort that they put in at all times and I think that's what, what's been really cool is you know to Nadie's point like he instills the confidence and the trust in his players to take control of the moments. And especially with somebody like Brandon, who's very capable of doing that, he, he gives Brandon the reins to kind of take over and do that and bring the rest of the team with him. These NBA practices, these practices to, to what Aaron's speaking of, they aren't normal, especially not in February. You know, what you get from NBA teams this time, you get a team that'll come in, they'll stretch, your script plays, your good shots up in the league. And what Willie will do, they'll come in, they'll stretch, they'll script plays, and they'll go really, really hard for about 20 minutes. He'll go, and he'll say it. He'll say it before they, listen, we're not going to be here long. We're going to go live doing this. We're going to go live doing this. We're going to go live doing this. But I expect you guys to go all out while we're doing this. We're not going to be here long, but I expect all of you for 15 to 20 minutes. So what Aaron is talking about isn't normal. Because what a lot of NBA, and you can look, look throughout the league right now. Look at how many guys are sitting out. Look at how many teams start to shut it down, so to speak, right before 
the, day, the deadline one or all-star break two. And what really is holding this team to a different standard because these are considered the dog days of the league because guys are looking forward to all-star break. Or there are certain guys that understand they're on the trade deadline and not be there, so they're not bringing it every single night. Willie is holding this team to a different standard. Practices and college. It's not college where you're going two hours. Your practice is going to be about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and you are going extremely hard for about 20 to 25 minutes of it. So, yes, this practice is a little different than what you'll see in the normal NBA practice. Carla, I see your hand up. Go ahead. Hey, I have a Zion question. Has there been any updates um, on his injury? And also, should David Griffin kind of wait to make any moves to see how this team will play when he returns? Uh, Aaron, Aaron, yeah. either or go ahead. Um, well, as far as making moves, obviously, I think that you know you have to kind of do that now before the the deadline, and that's this week coming up. So we're not going to have a chance to see what what Zion's status is before that point. Um, so that's I don't I don't think he can kind of wait. But as far as Zion goes, you know. They'll give us an update when they have one. Right. And, right. you know, we, he's been working out and he's been away from the team, as they said, and doing what he needs to do to get right to play. And, you know, we kind of have to give him that time and the space to, to do that. And I'm, I'm glad that people have kind of fallen back and, and not worried so much about what he's doing because the team's shown that right now they're, they're very capable. But, but you have also have to understand that because w- when you heard that Zion wasn't rehabbing here in New Orleans, I heard a lot of people that were going crazy about it. Look, I, I done played on teams where guys have rehabbed away from the team numerous times. So it's not abnormal. It's not abnormal for a guy to do rehab not in that particular city that he's playing with. So don't, don't think about the Zion situation and make it more than what it is because he's not rehabbing here in New Orleans with the rest of the team. This is something that's kind of normal, what he's doing right now. Um, and as far as the, the trade, the whole trade situation thing, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like commenting on it um, for, for numerous reasons. It's above my pay grade. My opinion doesn't matter as far as trades. Um, it's not like Griff's going to come to me and ask what, what do I think that they should do? No. I mean, my job, honestly, is to, to call this game. Whatever product that's out there on the floor, whoever's out there, I love the way this team is constructed right now. It's a great group of guys. It's a blue-collar group of guys that is winning in a way that makes you respect them as a whole. If they decide to make a move, then they decide to make a move. And if they don't, then they don't. I'm ride or die no matter what. I'm with you, AD. Hey, Tamika, welcome up. Uh, if you have anything for Aaron or Antonio, Angie, the floor, I mean, go ahead. Welcome up. Thank you. This is my um, first time speaking on um, speaking on spaces, but huge Pelicans fan, season ticket holder um, to recently Hurricane Ida kind of kicked me out of the state, but it's all good. Um, I wanted to just comment and say that it's encouraging and it's refreshing to see this team play, kind of being on a journey with them from where they started and where they are now and kind of looking at the team in the past in comparison to where you have players that literally you can see their energy or you can feel the energy or you can sense that they weren't happy here. They didn't want to be here right now. We have a lot of trade rumors going on 
it's easy for players to get discouraged. It's easy for players to kind of check out mentally. Um, but this team, even watching them tonight, their energy was off the charts. They are playing as if they want to be a Pelican versus, hey, I'm trying to lead the Pelicans. So I just think it's a great day to be a Pelicans fan. I think we're on a great journey, and I'm happy to be on this journey. And thank you for the spaces. Thanks for joining, and I'm glad you spoke up tonight. Uh, Coach Green talked about the trade rumors and that kind of stuff this past week, and I think what was really cool about what he said was obviously everybody hears the rumors, and players hear rumors, and people know what's being said. And he does take the time to talk to the players that names might have come up in any of these discussions, and the first thing he assesses is whether there's any truth to what's being said. And he says he's very honest with them about where things stand because that's the kind of respect that he wants from his players in turn. And I think that that's really big of him to be able to, to do that and to understand that, you know, he's been a player and he knows what it's like to be in this position. And that's how he chooses to handle it because he wants everybody to be comfortable, to be on the same page, not to be blindsided by something. I'll tell you what, people will never understand how that works. Like, people will tell you all the time, oh, you know what, it's a business. When your name is involved in trade, what that means is where you have played over the past few years or whatever it may be, where you've laid roots down, now you may have to, to pick up and move. And people don't grasp the concept of, of how mentally and emotionally draining that is to have to do that mid-season. In the summertime, it's completely different. If, you, if your name is being thrown around in, in June and July and August, it's okay because you've got time to make that move. You know, you have time to get to that city prior to training camp starting, learn your surroundings, learn your routes to the arena and to practice facility, whatever it may be. But when it happens mid-season, when you have to report somewhere in 24 to 48 hours, the mental and emotional strain that it puts on you, that's why you see guys sitting out right now. Guys that are in trade rumors right now, they're sitting out because it's a lot attached to it. And I know that if I go out there, I'm not going to be the best version of myself. You know, it's different when we go out there and we say together, we say, you know, we're brothers in arms, we're a family. When you look around that circle, you realize one or two of these guys may not be there after February 10th. So it's, it's completely different. And um, I agree with Aaron said, you know, when you have a guy that has been there, this is where the relatability of, of Willie Green comes into to play here. When he's, when he's been in these positions before as a player, whether playing, starting, coming off the bench, not getting minutes at all, or being involved in training rumors, now I can pull you in my office and we can talk about all this because I've been there before. So that speaks to his ability to communicate, but not just to communicate, the fact that he's experienced it along the way. That holds a lot of weight with players. Yeah, it's like the ability to empathize with them, which I think has been huge. And players have really appreciated that. Right. That's that's crazy insight, uh, Aaron and AD. Because, I, I mean, you know, I always wonder, like, you know, I mean, uh, hell, they, you know, these players have, have Bleacher Report, right? They have they have the ESPN app. They, like, I can't imagine what it's like. You just, you know, you at the park, you know, or, you know, you, you at practice or, you know, you just left the game and you out to eat with your family and your name is being is being leaked to, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the latest rumor is, you know, um, so to have somebody that's not going to just to have a coach or anybody in the organization that's not going to act like that, you know, you didn't just see that or that or that, you know, 
whether whether it's true or not, I think it definitely shows a different level of leadership. But but the insight to what he even does that is, I think, is important. It's a very important fact of people to know. The thing is, Chris, as a player, you want to be treated like a player, like not a pawn. You know what I mean? You want to yeah. be treated like a human. I, I, I've walked in the locker room before prior to social media, and this was my welcome to the NBA moment. My rookie year when I was in Vancouver, I walked into the locker room right before trade deadline, and it was written on the board. These two players, you have been traded to the Sacramento Kings, and they had hefty bags in their locker room. That's it. That's it. That was my, you know what, I need to approach this league like a business. Man, like That was my uh, business moment. Like These are dudes that I've been hooping with all year long. These are dudes that I've been going to war with all year long. You know how they found out they were traded? It was written on a board. So they walked in in preparation for a game we had that night, walked in, saw it on the board, and started to pack up their locker and then make the proper um, adjustment to move to Sacramento. That's how they found out. So that was my rookie year. It's like, okay, so this is what this league is all about. It's more of a business than anything else. And as a man, as a player, I want to be treated as a man and a player, not a pawn like it's a game. That's that's uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, you, you definitely have to have to handle those situations as a as a professional. But I can't imagine walking in. I mean, to any any job like, yo, man, you going, you know what I mean? Across the across the way or you going two states over. You know what I mean? You know, or, you know, your job is transferring you. Man, hey, man, here's your stuff. Pack up. Get out. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Angie and. For Lauren, you're gonna you're gonna close us out, but Angie, I wanted to I wanted to ask you this because one of our one of our um our fans that's 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 in here a lot, she posed a question, but she wasn't able to uh, to come up here and speak. Uh, but it has to go to you, Angie, because I want to I want to know what you what you think when you hear this. It says, "I have a quick comment on home game attendance, and I think it'll be great. I'm behind all this. If there were special days, she say a soldier rag day, dicky fit day." Bling bling a grills day or a turtleneck day since AD turtleneck been I think. Angie, <laughs> tee me up. How you yo? How you feel? How you feel when you can we get yo? What we what we got? Who I got talk to AD? All right, now Aaron, who who we got talk to? Do I have to buy the rags myself? I buy them. They, they they don't cost that much. Who we got talk to to get these rags passed out? You just put them on a the seat. You know what I mean? When they, when people walk in, they go crazy. You know, I'm with you a one thousand percent on that. Um, I think. It's just about pulling into the culture of the city a little more, too, with it. Um, but, yeah, no, they, I think they should have that. And I think if they do the uh, the, the rags thing, they need to send you a whole box of them because you've been on this for a minute. Ooh, I can't <laughs> wait. Speaking speaking of, uh, shout out to J-Dub. You brought it to my attention um, and my other guy as well. <laughs> Jose Alvarado posted and and AD and Aaron. I'm upset that y'all ain't tell me this. I want I want one of these shirts and hoodies. He has you, he has you can go merch. and get you. Yeah, he has some merch. Yes. Like, what, what's y'all gonna say something? What's, what's up, man? He just dropped it. So, dropped it. It, but but it's posted above, y'all. You say what? Yes. Yes. Man, that's it, crazy. Yes, so yo. The links, the links above, y'all. I pasted, I, I, I got it in here. Please, man, go support that brother, man. That is, that is awesome. Um, for Lauren, uh, if you want to talk about the Dicky Fits or the Soldier Rags, you, you totally can. But if you have any other questions for, uh, you know, for Aaron or AD, uh, we gonna close out with you. You are always, you, you are one of the ones that are always repping and always in here with us. 
So, I, you know, I, I thought it was only right to close out with you. So go ahead. Welcome up as always. Uh, good night, y'all. I kind of wish I wasn't going last because um, it's not really doom and gloom, but um, having more media members in here, um, I'm just wondering, like, how uh, do we, like, everybody involved, all parties, parties involved, like, change the narrative around this Pelicans team, the franchise, the organization. I, I feel like the easy answer um, is always going to be winning, winning, winning. But like, are we sure? I guess as a Pelicans fan, um, you know, like a lot of people, it does make you uh, upset or put you in your feelings because the outside talk is poverty franchise and, 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 what the talk was at the beginning of the season and everything that's going on and a lot of people's the outside opinion or opinions without context much of it but like now the season is being turned around you don't have enough people talking about that as much as they were talking about the one and 12 start the three and 19 starting questions of what's going on with zion and nobody knows what's going on with zion because they on the outside um looking in but like what needs to be done and as media members um ad and erin um you know it, it's there like do y'all ever uh, i guess in passing um talk to like certain media counterparts um about just they they take on the pelicans and, and that they say on on national tv and bragging and flexing about not watching um, a Pelicans team and just the overall outlook of of a team that that they don't even follow or, or care nothing about. Like I just, as a fan, I, I just think is ridiculous. You know what I mean? And and just like you have a job, you want to be well versed in all areas. So to to be flexing that you don't watch um another young yeah. team whose whose future is still uh bright as ever, it it doesn't make sense to me because I, I don't hear those same things being said about Houston. I don't hear those same things being said about Detroit and all these other teams. You know what I mean? As soon as the Pelicans won the lottery, we were met with people saying uh, Zion should go back to school. The same thing wasn't said about Melo. The same thing wasn't said about Cade. And I'm sorry if I'm ranting, but and I'm usually a lot more upbeat than this. Glad we got the win. We needed it. Um but but that that get upset and, and um it, it's just up from here from the Pelicans and they got the right people and everything um in place with some few changes and some tweets. But man, something gotta be done. Oh, okay. Chris. Are, are you there, Chris? Chris. I mean he's still hosting, so Okay. Because I, I, I was asking the question because in the beginning of the first time I came on Spaces, what the what she just referenced is what I said. The narrative around the Pelicans needs to change, but the thing is, it needs to start with the fan base. I said this all the way back then, the first time I ever joined Spaces in the summertime before I even reported back here, because what you're going to get from the outside media is just that. But it's almost like life. You know, you don't, you can't afford to listen to what ev what everyone is saying. Everybody doesn't have boots on the ground in New Orleans. That doesn't that doesn't eliminate their ability to have an opinion, though. And for me, it starts with the fan base because when you have a fan base that is upbeat about its team, it's
it's a little more difficult, even for those on the outside national media, not to be negative. So when the fan base is negative, now what you're doing is you're attracting negativity. You know, you're here, misery loves company. So if things aren't going well, when the team is one and twelve, and the fan base is on there and they're talking bad about Zion and talking bad about this and talking, let's trade this guy, let's move that guy. Now all you're doing is in inviting, basically saying, look, we're being negative amongst ourselves. Come on in. I said this all the way back then, all the way back in early October. The fan base has to change the perception around the Pelicans as much as possible, and people will follow suit. I get constant text messages now from national media members that are hitting me during the game, like, man, I'm falling in love with the Pelicans team. I love the way Willie Green has these guys playing. Trust me, it'll come. It'll come. Just don't just don't succumb to the constant negativity. And that's not going to stop. We have to understand that. that the, the, the negativity is not going to stop because you're a small market. When you're a small market, it's something that comes right along with it. So there are certain things that, as a Pelicans fan, you got to develop thick skin. I, in the beginning, I was sick and tired of talking to people about Zion and, and this and that and what's wrong with the team when this team is 1-12 and 12 or 3-16. and 16. You know, now the narrative has changed. And the narrative has changed because I feel like the attitude, the culture here in New Orleans is changing right along with it. And it's going to continue to change because we're now in the 10th spot, which means if this season ended today, we would be in the play-in. We'd have an opportunity to showcase the team in a, in a national spotlight, and people would be able to watch and see how things are changing, see what mm-hmm. Coach Willie Green is doing. And Coach Willie Green is well-respected across the entire NBA and the landscape, former players. He played for 12 years. People are going to tune in to what he's doing because of who he is, because of how well-respected he is. The idea and the narrative around this team is going to change. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So don't, do not lose faith and continue to show out and show up and come into the spaces and talk about it on Twitter and talk about it with your friends and bring people to the games and keep supporting this team because I think that, you know, you have a really good head coach in place here. And considering the people that we have on the team now, they're doing some pretty incredible things.